Hello, everybody, and welcome to the new episode of Lean Toss Up CDL Betting Podcast. Uh, this is stage four, week three, the last time we will ever have to do some sort of we- weird uh, stage week qualifier because this is the last qualifying week, period, end of sentence for the for the CDL 2022. Uh, I am joined, as always, uh, by my co-host, Ryan of of CDL metrics. Um, how are you doing? And, uh, are you happy that this is the last time we're going to talk about online qualifying matches? Yeah. Yeah, no, very happy. Um, I will say this is a, an interesting week just in terms of, you know, champs placements that is all very much in the air still, but obviously that'll get ironed out at the major itself, but still we have some, some really, really big matches this week, um, for a handful of teams, um, some that we are fans of, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited. Qualifiers are coming to an end. Um, we have some bounty matches I know mixed in here this week, which like, woohoo, that's, that makes the viewing experience so much better. CDL, um, PS, it does not. Actually, there's um, but, uh, I believe there's yeah, four, there are four bounty yeah. matches this week. Yeah. So whoop-de-doo, we have some bounty matches to look forward to, but yeah, no, I, it kind of struck me just a little while ago that like, oh yeah, wow, this is it for qualifiers. After this, we have a major and then, you know, the big one at the end of the year. So um, yeah, things are wrapping up quickly. And in about a month's time, we'll have a new, you know, CDL champion. But obviously we have just a little bit, uh, you know, some more matches here to get through before we get to that point. But um, yes, definitely excited that... You know, there's really only like three Paris Legion matches left before we're done with that. And then next year, you know, Las Vegas Legion, that's that's happening, apparently. So we might not even reference Paris at all, you know, starting in a couple weeks. So, (laughs) yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I uh, I don't know what's uh, I the thing of it is, I still like. Even though they're moving to Vegas, I still feel like this isn't a this isn't a real franchise. I don't know if moving to Vegas Fair. is going to make them pay more, invest more money. I still would not be surprised if they like sell the team anyways. They're like, cool, let's move to Paris, and then it'll bump. Let's move to not Paris, let's move to Paris. Let's let's move to Vegas, and then it'll increase the resale value of the team. Also, I don't understand like they're going to need a new logo, like and even a name, right? Like, why would they be the Paris Legion? It doesn't make sense like the legion makes sense with the fleur de lis like that was a french yeah. thing i mean honestly i, I th- moving it to paris makes no sense honestly have someone buy it put it to montreal montreal legion that actually makes sense um like g- give montreal the fleur de lis logo they love that over there because it's montreal is like huge french population so that actually makes much more sense i don't understand why we're going to vegas that are the They've trademarked Vegas Legion, but no, I mean, and again, we're we're now down to the last what? This will be the last two games, maybe three. There's three games now, maybe for Paris. Theoretically, a fourth game, but we'll have to see who they're playing. I, I honestly, again, we'll have to see the line next week. Actually, we won't see the line next week when we go on because they're in the going to be in the losers bracket. But like, I I feel like Paris is the team that will like whoever they're playing. In losers round one, they'll beat them. Like they'll just randomly beat. Like if they, if Phase is somehow playing them, they'll beat Phase. Like it's it feels like we're at that point where they've lost so many times now. Like what was it on on stream this weekend? Like they haven't won in like a hundred days now. Yeah. Um, and that was at like the the 
the midseason. That was uh, the yeah the pro yeah where they actually did okay, but like it's been that long since they've won a match, um, and like they don't even take half of these matches to like a, a game five. Like they just they just lose so quickly. Um, so- I actually don't mind the Las Vegas like rebrand in a way. I think of all the like major cities in the U.S. or North America, like Vegas is kind of a hot one to go to right now. Um, a hot market, I guess. Like it's it's enticing, and like I don't know. Yeah, maybe they just sell the team, and we could maybe talk about this more in an off season podcast. But like, I don't know. I think that's a move in the right direction. Like, let's just get rid of this Paris branding. It you know we're not making a connection with European fans, you know French fans. At least I don't think they are. I could be wrong, but um, they're like you know cod is a North American game at the end of the day yes there are some you know british players some spanish players whatever it may be but like a huge portion of the player base is here in north america so let why not go to vegas and you know maybe they maybe they rebrand the legion name too to something more interesting but um yeah we'll we'll see how that organization handles their business moving forward but yes i think we are in our last three paris legion matches ever so I am happy for that. But yeah, like I said, you might be right because it feels like Paris is due to win one of their next few games just randomly because, you know, they win games every now and then and they, they feel like they're due for one. But we'll see. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's interesting. We're going to have to uh, we're going to have to see. I uh, I don't know if. Uh... I don't know what we're, we're uh, how Paris is going to be, but we'll have to see who they end up playing next week. But anyways, there is some interesting stuff going on here in terms of standings. So let's do a quick recap here of the standings for Major Four. So obviously, subliners are four and zero. London is three and zero. Again, subliners only have one game this week. London has two. So functionally, they're both they're both undefeated at this point. Uh, Boston is in third place, three and one. Thieves sit at two and one again. The, their loss was to, uh, Faze, I believe, was to what? I think Phase beat them. Yes, Phase beat them week one. Yep. Phase is two and one. Of course, their loss to LAG. Florida one and two. Uh, they they beat Minnesota somehow, and then they lost to Subliners and London. London. Yep. Seattle is one and two again. They destroyed Paris, but then they lost to London and New some... York. No, Boston. Boston. Oh, no, no. It was it was New York. Boston, it was New York and Boston. Yeah, New York yep. and Boston. Minnesota is 1-2. and two. Toronto is 1-2. and two. Again, their only win coming against LAG. LAG is 1-3. Um, their only win coming against FaZe, weirdly enough. Tech Optic is in 11th place at 1-3. Paris is, of course, 0-3. Oh so, the key numbers to watch for, and this is what I'm looking at, Optic has one game, only has one game this week. That's against Toronto. Toronto has two games this week. Thieves have two games this week. London has two games this week. Subliners only has one game this week. That's kind of crucial to watch. Minnesota has two games and Florida has two games. So that kind of ties into the point standings, which I'll recap the point standings super quick. So FaZe are at 280 points. They have locked in champs. They are going to champs. Optic Texas is 235 points. They have also locked in champs. Seattle sitting at 185. They're pretty. They're probably going to make it. I don't think. I don't think anybody can catch them. They're pretty high up, but it's not a lock yet. 
London is at 180 points. Again, just five against Seattle. Get that gets the extra five points for um, winning uh, winning the major. So London is right behind them, and they could definitely overtake them as well. Boston is at 160 points in fifth place, with a little bit of distance between them and Toronto. As Toronto is in sixth place with 150 points, Thieves are in seventh place with 140 points, and then Gorillas are in eighth place at 135 points. Rocker is in ninth at 120, Florida is in 10th at 120, and Subliners are in 11th place at 110. And then Paris, of course, is in 12th place with only the two wins. One of them came in the major against Seattle, and I think another one came in a league match against Toronto. And I think that's it. Is that actually it? That is it, I think. Wow, that's pretty sad. Yeah, they yeah. didn't beat anybody else. <laughs> that was that's it. That's so Paris money line has been profitable, even if, even if, if only very marginally. But the thing of it is, and, and this is what the, the reason we're going to recap all this is because this week is actually extremely crucial now for every single one of these games. So Toronto with two games, they're playing Boston and Optic. If they lose both of those games and they're sitting at one, they're still holding at one fifty. Thieves have two games; they're only ten points behind them. Thieves have Florida. Uh, yeah, thieves have Florida and Subliners. If they were to win one of those games, they would tie Toronto. If they win, if they were to beat New York, which would really hurt New York going forward for the for basically for champs, then they would overtake Toronto and they would fall. They would come. They'd they'd have sole position of of sixth. Boston is at 160. They have Toronto and they have um, who? Did, who else does Boston have this week? Does Boston only have Just one Toronto. game? Yes. Yeah, Boston only has one game. Okay, so that's that's important to know. Boston does only have the one game. So they have Toronto. If they win that game, they're into 170. That's probably going to get them clear to champs. LAG only has one game. At they're at 135. They're definitely in danger. Getting a win against uh, they played London, which is like ugh, that's not great. If they they kind of need a win there, Rocker gets Seattle, and I believe they have Paris. Yes, so Rocker has Seattle and Paris, so they can climb up a little bit. They can get up to about one forty or so, which would only put them about ten back of Toronto. Florida also has Florida has Paris, and they have. Um, thieves so they actually they can florida might get some points too as well as we can but subliners just has thieves which is a pretty difficult matchup so there's definitely some interesting matchups here but the thing of it is the team that's not doing well at, at basically doing poorly at the at the worst possible time is this toronto team i my model has them going oh two this week i actually have them going oh two i Definitely, I think they are going to go to. I've actually bet on them already to go 0-2, basically. I bet against them in money lines in both. I do have it close. I have Boston only slightly favored. Um, I I pre-bet that game, but we'll talk about that later. But I think of all the teams, I'm most worried about Toronto. And I, I kind of think, and again, it's a little too out for this now. But I almost, I'm almost wondering if that last spot for champs is going to be between Toronto and subliners. I, I think that's a real possibility here because if Thieves move up a little bit, if Thieves tie, if hell, even if LAG beats wins and they're only five points back at Toronto, like Toronto's season, again, I don't know who they're, we don't know the, how the loser's bracket is going to shake out yet. We don't know yet. We'll know more mid-weekend in terms of placing and stuff. But there is a non-zero chance that Toronto only has three games left in their season. And like that's Boston, Boston Optic, and then, and then the, 
then the weekend, basically. It's basically Boston, Optic, and then the the first round of, of Major 4, and then that's it. That could be their season. So they're in extreme danger, and I think people are very much underestimating how in trouble Toronto is. What are your thoughts on this? Who who do you think is making champs? Do you still feel that, like... Do you feel like how do you feel about the subliners? They needed to basically go undefeated, and and they're doing it. What do you what do you think about this? Who 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 you got here? Yeah, it's tricky. Um, I think I'll keep my predictions that I had the last week and say the teams that will miss will be Paris, New York, even though they're red hot, Florida, and LAG. I kind of think are the four. I think maybe Minnesota can sneak back in, but it's. <laughs> I don't know, this week is really, really interesting when you think about the shuffling around that could happen in the standings. I know you're worried about Toronto, and obviously this stage has not been that good to them. You know, they very well could start in loser's bracket at this next major, but it's, you know, they still have a a little bit of cushion to work with. Um, And if you're Toronto, like, you know, you, you have two spots before you get to the eight spot. So, you know, if a couple, despite your struggles, if a couple other teams underneath you are also struggling at the pace that you are, like you'll maintain your ground on them. So it could get really scary, right? If Toronto go lose, lose, end up in loser's bracket and again, lose, right? If they go 0-3, like they're in a lot of trouble. Um, But if they can get a win here or there, if they could just, you know, get one of their next two, you know, that doesn't guarantee that they make winner's bracket. They're two and three at that point. But if you can, you know, split these next two and then do something at major four, I think you're okay. Like, I, I think two more wins might get you there if you're ultra. Um, And yeah, it's tough, right? Because New York, perfect in the stage so far. They look really good. Um, And they've closed the gap on the nine and the 10 seed, like very quickly, right? Minnesota and Florida not having the best stage but those teams both get Paris this week so you don't want to call it you know a guaranteed win but that's as close to a guaranteed win as you could get if you're those teams so it's like if they win those matches and if you're New York and you lose your match versus LA Thieves which is very possible like you just lost you know at least 10 points of ground on those teams right ahead of you and you're even though you're in winner's bracket, it's like, well, crap, now we have a 20-point, maybe 30-point gap to close again just after another week of play. So that's the tough thing with New York is, like, they might they might go 5-0, and you know, get the one seed for the major, have a decent major, and it still might not be enough depending on how these teams right above them do. And another wrench that's gotten thrown into this is optic, right? Like, if you were New York, you need these teams at the top to dominate, right? You wanted Atlanta to keep winning. Well, they lost randomly to LAG. It's like, that didn't help you. Um, Optic, all of a sudden, aren't winning games, right? Like, they lose that reverse sweep to Boston in week one. Like, that's a huge game that happened in retrospect. If Optic can just pull out that win... Now you're a little closer to Boston. I know Boston's further up the table, but, like, still, all of this adds up. So, you know, good for New York. Like, I'm I'm happy that they're pushing this this hard. Um, and honestly, the 9 through 12 seeds we see right now, Minnesota, Florida, New York, and Paris, those very well could be the four teams that miss champs because even the gap between LAG and Minnesota for the 8-9 
Like, that's 15 points, which doesn't sound like a ton, but just the fact that it's 15 and not 10 points, I think does matter, right? Like, if LAG can pull out a win this weekend, you know, and Minnesota splits and Florida splits, like, again, you're not making up enough ground. If you are LAG, though, right, and you're you're looking at a loser's bracket start to this major four, like, that could be where Minnesota and Florida and or New York all come to pass you. So, again, that's the LAG slide we've been talking about for a while. But I'm not too concerned about Toronto. Um, I will be if they're, you know, 0 and, or 1-4 and 4 after this weekend. But I, I just think there's enough cushion here. And we just see with all these teams, like, they're all so close in terms of, like, how good they are, right? A lot of these matches are toss-ups. Like, just look at the win records on, like, Boston Breach have a 50% win record, or a 50% win percentage. Toronto, 48%. Thieves, 46%. LAG, even a team that, like, has been struggling mightily all year that a lot of people have very low in their power rankings. They've won 45% of their games this year. Like, they're not bad. Minnesota's won 50 of them. Like, if all these teams just go, you know, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, and I know that's not how it's going to work. Some teams will get hot. Some teams will get cold. Like, these standings may not shuffle as much as we think. So I think, yeah, the the top four, I think, are pretty well locked in, right? Atlanta, Optic are locked into champs. Seattle and London, very close. I'm comfortable if I'm Boston and Toronto and LA Thieves, right? Thieves are 2 and 1 this stage. They have, you know, two toss-up matches this week if they can just get one of those, they get the three wins, they get the winners bracket, and then you just hope they do something at the major. They should be okay. So, yeah, it really comes down to like the bottom 5 and which of these teams will crawl up <laughs> the standings to get that 8th seed. Um I don't know. I I tend to lean Minnesota even though they haven't looked great right now um but if new york are still red hot and are all of a sudden the best team in the game like yeah they could very well vault themselves all the way up so there's obviously a lot of different ways this could go but of all the cdl seasons we've had so far like this one is by far the most interesting in terms of like late season camps push yeah it's uh it is interesting. I there's a lot of ways where certain teams could make it and and other teams could not. And I uh, I I'm fascinated to see where uh, where this is all going to end up. Honestly, I I I don't know. I think some teams are in extreme danger of of missing out. But I uh, we're 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 going to have to see. Um, some teams are going to be in risk, but other teams, like it's going to be really close and like, it's going to come down to individual games. Like we're literally going to be watching a game on Friday of next week. And it's going to be like, okay, if this team wins this game, they go on. If this team loses this game, they go on, they lose, they don't go to champs or something. Or like if this team wins this game, then they go like, so it's going to be really, it's going to be really interesting. And it's impossible to predict at this exact moment. We'll know more next. We're going to know next week when we see the bracket and, and how this all shakes out. But like, and people will like, for example, will be like, okay, ultra, you need to win like two games or something, or like you need to win one game or 
maybe you need to win zero games, right? Depending on if maybe, I mean, I still have them as basically toss-ups for either of the games, right? So there's different options for this. So we're, we're going to have to see, but anyways, moving on to the matches for this week. So right off the bat, we've got an interesting match here first, and this is a team um, I think you and I want to talk, both talk about a little bit. We've got FaZe versus Ravens. Uh, FaZe minus one and a half, plus 125. Um, uh, Ravens mi- uh, plus one and a half, sorry. FaZe minus one and a half, plus 125. Ravens plus one and a half, minus 165. FaZe minus 190 on the money line. Ravens plus 145. Over four and a half, plus 145. Under four and a half, minus 190. This one is interesting to me. I I want nothing more than to than to bet FaZe here. I of London here, honestly. I, I want nothing more than to bet London and I think I might the model is still doing some weird things with with London and FaZe. More specifically FaZe, because I think the model still thinks LEG is bad and I think what the model is doing is it's just like, okay, well, LEG beat FaZe, but like that was like an aberration and FaZe is still a good team. So I I think that that's I think that's where we are at this. I like my head says phase minus one and a half plus one twenty five. My model has uh, the minus one and a half priced at about even money, so there is value there. I got about minus one thirteen. So part of me just says phase minus one and a half. Call it a day. And I don't think as an organization, London's ever beaten phase before. But my heart says Ravens plus one and a half. Ravens money line. That's what I. That, so I don't know. Now that being said. We have the futures, right? Which again look amazing since London is three and zero right now. They've they've locked in functionally locked in winners bracket. I'm fairly sure. I don't think they can actually yeah. not be in the winners bracket. Yeah. So now we have a hundred to one for a team that's in the winners bracket to make the final, which is insane. They're like basically three wins away from yeah. If they win their first three, boom, there you go. <laughs> it's a grand, right? So that's the thing. So and then again. Then at that point, then great, you've got a grant, and then you you have basically, then you sit back for a bit, and then you watch. Well, like obviously, based on the, the ten dollar bet I made, right? I made ten dollars, so a grand, and then sit back, and then you have a twenty five hundred, um, basically free play. And then again, if London is in the finals and they're not playing phase, or they're playing basically anybody else, they might be favored. So at that point, then you can just put like a lot on the on the other team. So so no, it's yeah, it's it's really interesting. So yeah. I don't know what. What are your thoughts? Are you are you going head or, or heart here uh, on on this uh, on this London team, London versus Phase? Yeah, I'm going Phase here. This is actually a strong lean for me. I have the minus one and a half at a 57 percent chance. Um, might be a little high, but even still, it's it's better than 50 percent, and you're getting a plus 125 on it. So. Um, yeah, I, I do like FaZe quite a bit here, and I know that that might be a surprise because we've been talking about how we like London, um, but right, at London have now looked good. They've, they've won three straight. Um, their price might get a little inflated. Atlanta lost to LAG, which was a pretty ugly loss, um, and they still don't look like amazed. Like, Atlanta's still the best team in the game, don't get me wrong, but you know, they're at this weird point in the year where they're not looking dominant, but they're they're looking like the best team in the game still. Um, New York is red hot, and we'll talk about them in a little bit. But yeah, I, I got to go with Atlanta here, um, minus the map and a half. London, I love that they're winning, right? That's amazing for a 100-to-1 ticket. Uh, yeah, they have a winner's bracket spot uh, locked. I'm, I'm not 100% sure it's locked up, but it is locked up essentially for Major 4. 
But you look at London's matches this stage, uh, just a little more in depth, and they are all, you know, they're 3-0. and All of their wins are 3-1 victories, right? They haven't even gone to a Game 5 against any opponent. First opponent was Toronto. Uh, they win both hard points pretty convincingly. They squeak out a search and destroy in around 11. They lose the control. Their next opponent is Minnesota. Same result, right? They win the hard points. They win around 11 search, game two. They lose the control. Um, and then their most recent opponent, Florida Mutineers, win the hard points by a lot, get around 11 win, and you lose the control. So this London team, very consistent. Uh, I do worry that those round 11s are not going to go their way. Um, and it's interesting because they're doing this thing that they were doing at the beginning of the year, which is part of the reason why I was buying into them, um, you know, in Major 1 and whatnot. They were the best team early in the year when it came to first blood percentage in Search and Destroy, but they were kind of middle of the pack when it came to just the number of rounds they were winning in Search. So you think about it and go like, okay, if they're getting first bloods, they should be one of the best search teams in the game, but they flounder their opportunities. They're starting to do that again, where it's like to win some of these searches in around 11, like they're getting like eight of the first bloods and they're, you know, still barely squeaking by. So there's still a disconnect with them in search. I get that they're three and zero in this stage, but it very easily could be zero and three. So that part I worry about because if any of those go the other way, now we're talking about, you know, London having to beat a team in a game five search, which I don't have a lot of confidence in. Their control woes continue. They really have not been good at that mode since early in the year when we were talking about two control maps. And if they got Govudu, it was good. And if it was Tuscan, it was bad. Now you throw Berlin into the mix. That muddies the waters even more because teams can just auto-ban Gavudu on them. Most teams just don't like playing Gavudu control for good reason. Um, so that hurts London quite a bit. So the search concerns me. The fact that they're squeaking by with a lot of these wins. The control very much concerns me. And it's like, okay, you're only banking on hard point, which is an important game mode to be good at. right? You play it at game one and game four. But, like, eventually that's going to run out, right? Like, you're going to just not come through every time in hardpoint. So, to me, they're they're very LA Thieves-esque. They're not, like, as hot and cold as Thieves from a game-to-game basis, a day-to-day. Like, Thieves are red-hot, red-cold, red-hot, blue-cold, I guess you would say. But London is designed to win the same way hard point right break hills and hard point get those wins and then squeak out a search squeak out a control somewhere in there so i am a little concerned about them i do think the results are good right three and oh is good but it's not super convincing when you kind of dig into it a little deeper with that being said right i, I do think atlanta win this in four most likely, honestly, a sweep wouldn't shock me, right? We just talked about London's, you know, like they need hard point. If they don't get hard point, it could be ugly. And Atlanta Fays are a very, very, very good hard point team. Their search and destroy is coming around. You know, through much of the year, Fays were a middle of the pack search team. They've gotten hot in that recently. Um, 
you know, the LAG series aside. And control is obviously a big mismatch just because London hasn't been good at that all year on maps other than Gavudu. So if FaZe don't want to play that, which they don't like to play Gavudu, this could be a quick series. Um, so I'll, I'll lean with FaZe. I'm happy London are 3-0, but yeah, I think FaZe bounced back a little bit after that LAG series we saw. Um, a weird one, you know, those things happen. But um, but yeah, I'll, I'll take the uh, tried and true Atlanta FaZe boys for this one. Yeah, that is kind of something that's interesting that my model does agree with, and I kind of, I kind of like that play. I think there is actually quite, to be honest, I think there's quite a lot of value on Phase this week, um, in this match and in the and in the next match too. Um, we'll, we'll, let's not we don't have to talk about that one yet. That's still another uh, bunch of matches down. But uh, yeah, let's move on to let's move on to the next match, and then we'll do this. One other quick note I'd love to make is that. Um, we now actually have spreads in on back on uh Bodog, so that's really cool now. So you have like wow the spread in game one is phase plus two and a half points. How wait, how is that possible? They're minus one twenty to win the map and they're plus two and a half map one hard point spread plus two and a half is minus one fifteen. So Yeah, that that does not make a whole lot of sense. Also one thing I didn't mention is right, hard point map vetoes. London amazing on Berlin, and that's the one map that FaZe yeah. do not play. They played it against LAG and lost. Like they're not going to play Berlin. If it's any other map, FaZe should be favored. So that is a surprise to me. Yeah, that's a good point. That is an interesting point. Yeah, I don't hate the minus one and a half. I actually kind of think, I think there, there's apparently like a conspiracy theory, and I I, I didn't actually watch the tactical uh, Rob video um, or Rab. But he basically said in the thumbnails, basically saying that Phase is throwing matches to stop subliners uh, because they like There's they no threw way. it. Well, no, they threw it at LAG, right? And if LAG gets extra points, right? Because like look at who they were like look at who they didn't try against, right? They they threw against LAG. They they tried to play Berlin against LAG, which actually worked. And they tried to play, um, well, they they tried to play Berlin against Toronto, but they just kind of crushed them. So. Yeah, I no, mean, I think Faze, like, LAG, despite their woes, are actually a decent Berlin hardpoint team, and I think Faze were like, all right, if we're gonna give this map a shot, like, there's not a better time than that, like, we're not gonna test it out at the Major, let's test it out in this series we think we can win anyway, you know, they lost by nine on that map, so it was very, very close, but, like, I wouldn't call that throwing to keep subliners out, like, I can see why it might look like that, but, like, Phase is doing things to improve their own team, right? Or to try to. They're not like, oh, this other team that may or may not make champs, we got to make sure they don't make it because then we're worried that we might lose at champ. It's like, no, they're trying to improve themselves. And, you know, a good way to do that is right now as we lead into the major. So I, I like conspiracy theories, but I'm I'm not buying that one. It's... Uh... It would certainly be an interesting. Um, it'd be an interesting idea. It'd be. An, it's an. It'd be interesting. But yeah, I. I kind of like it. Phase. I, I think Phase is really undervalued just because they lost to LAG. Next up, a match that no one asked for, but we're here. Florida versus Paris. No one asked for this, uh, but it's happening anyway. Florida minus two and a half plus one thirty five. Paris plus two and a half minus one seventy five. Florida minus a thousand on the money line. Paris plus five twenty five. Over three and a half minus one seventy. Under three and a half plus one thirty. 
honestly, I, I can't think of a match I'm less interested in watching. Um, obviously, I have Florida as 81% favorites. That's but that that means that the money line is massively overvalued. I have this about a three to one. I have Paris as a better control team, which sounds blasphemous. Um, but that being said, though, like actually, okay, you have some value there. You can get Paris plus one and a half rounds at minus one thirty. That's not horrible, I guess. Um, yeah, I man. This is uh, not a lot to say about this I, one. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. There's not a lot of matches that I have exactly zero desire to watch, and, and this somehow happens to be one of them. Man, <laughs> minus twenty five and a half in a hard point. That actually seems not horrible. That seems about right, to be honest with you. I feel like that's about the that's a pretty decent spread. I got so lucky on the Paris versus Optic spread because the, the I I bet them like minus. I think it was like 37 and a half and they won by like, they won by like 39 or something like, or like 32 and a half. Like, cause they, they went to time and like, it, they got in a couple of, like they got in a couple extra points in the hill and they walked off the hill and it was very close, but no. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I don't have anything I want to say about this. Do you have anything you want to say about this map match? No, I, it sounds like our numbers are about right. I have Florida to win at 83%. Um, so the numbers are pretty spot on when you compare them to the prices. Um, I guess if there's any value, it would be on the side of Paris Legion. But again, there's not much to be had whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is kind of the classic like boiler game, if you want to call it that, right? Like Paris are, I guess, trying to keep Florida from getting to champ it's the i'm pulling you back into the pit kind of a game if paris wins right of like oh here's your champs aspirations no they are gone we're beating you and laughing our asses off because it's like florida like (laughs) florida's got a real shot at champs and if they trip up here like then it's they're in real jeopardy so it's an interesting game from that perspective right if paris pull off the upset like that does have some pretty consequential trickle-down effects, right? It opens up things for New York. Um, it clears the way for Minnesota, but maybe Minnesota gets a little worried about their Paris matchup the next day. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the only intrigue. I have really no lean one way or the other. Um, Florida, pretty you know, solid favorites in Hardpoint and in Search. And I do have them as really big favorites in the control. I do know Paris's control has looked better um they did beat optic 3-1 um which was a pretty big surprise but yeah i i feel like florida get this done uh if it's not a sweep it's probably in four maps but right with florida they have this new roster it hasn't been great they only beat minnesota their other two matches they lost so yeah maybe it's it's more losing for them or, or maybe it's just more of a struggle bus for Florida. Um, but honestly, this is a, a, a good match to get um, as you get into the last week for them. So, yeah, I like Florida, but, you know, always be wary because Paris, this is one of those matches where, like, they might show up and they maybe could win. I know going into this stage, Paris was looking really, really good in scrims. You know, Temp was talking up the team like, hey, we're here to play spoiler. We're going to knock off some teams. And they're 0-3 so far in the stage. And honestly, not looking good whatsoever. So, 
you know, maybe this is the game where it turns around and we see that team from scrims, but I have, you know, no strong lean one way or the other if that will or won't happen. So this is a pass for me, but um, this is one I'll just check, you know, once the day is over and be like, oh, did Florida take care of business against Paris? If yes, good for them. If no, like, you know, fire off the alarms for the Florida Mutineers because they're in real trouble. What what about that? So I I just bet so I I check on bet three six five the the hard point spread is actually Florida minus thirty five. So you actually get an amazing value here at betting it on Bodog. You're getting a whole ten points of. And I feel like minus twenty five is a great spread to bet there. What about that control spread uh, on Bodog? Paris plus one and a half minus one thirty. That's pretty good. Yeah, I I don't mind that. Um, yeah, like I said, their their control looked all right. They beat optic pretty convincingly on tuscan which is a map they've looked bad on all year um that was just their second win on tuscan they, control then they got 3-0 so, by thieves though on on control though that's fair that's fair it's it's hit or miss with them always but um yeah i mean i don't mind it it's paris's best control map is gavudu which is also florida's best control map that if they do end up playing that that is a map that tends to go to around five more often just because offensive wins are so hard. So I don't mind that. You just hope that it's it's kind of a way to play like over four and a half rounds in control is just taking Paris minus 130, you know, kind of hoping that they can, you know, at least take their defenses and get to that round five. So yeah, I, I don't hate it. And it, it is their best control map. And this Florida team is new and maybe it's not so good for them. So yeah, maybe if you want to play anything on this, the Paris uh, control spread is the way to go. And done. I just placed that now. I, I actually do like that bet. I mean, again, it's just plus one and a half, right? Controls usually go to game fives, right? So nothing uh, nothing too crazy there. Just uh, Florida minus 25 and a half for the, the hard point, and then Paris plus one and a half for the control. Moving on to the last game on Friday, Seattle versus Minnesota. Seattle minus one and a half plus 120. Minnesota plus one and a half minus 155. Seattle minus 170 on the money line. Minnesota plus 131. Over four and a half plus 155. Under four and a half minus 205. I was actually really surprised by my model having Seattle as a big, sizable favorite here. I've got Seattle as an 86% favorite, which seems really weird. I don't know why they'd be that big of a favorite, considering the fact that they've done literally nothing. They lost to Boston, but the model thinks Boston's a good team. The model, my model's really, really low in Minnesota. I kind of think Minnesota actually can win this game, though, but I don't love them plus 130. I think some Seattle money might be coming in. What are your thoughts on this game? Do you like um, do you like Seattle or, Seattle or do you like Minnesota here? I like neither side. <laughs> Again, I'll, I'll lean to the underdog a little bit, but these prices are pretty spot on. I have Seattle as a 57% favorite. Um, decent favorite in hard points, decent favorites in control, and then search and destroy pretty close, but I lean Minnesota in that mode. Um, I think right most likely scenario is a Seattle 3-1 win. If it goes to that map five, I see Rocker getting the win. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a strong lean, really. Both these teams have looked not so great this stage. Honestly, somewhat consequential match. I think the loser of this is in really bad shape for a loser's bracket spot. I know Minnesota gets Paris after this the next day, so that could at least get them to the two-win mark. 
Um, Seattle only has one win as well. So the thing with Seattle is you don't get to play Paris. Minnesota does. So, right, if Minnesota take this, you assume they maybe take out Paris the next day. There's their three wins. They're in winner's bracket. And Seattle, you're fighting for your life. Granted, Seattle doesn't really need the winner's bracket spot as much as other teams. But, um, yeah, if you're Minnesota, this is a, a huge game. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't lean one way or the other. They're, you know, both these teams are struggling a little bit. The prices are about right. Um, maybe you can play some map spreads in here. Um, Bocage is always interesting if people are willing to play Seattle on that map. Minnesota is a pretty good Bocage team all of a sudden. And Seattle sure does like to play it. They have some really good SMGs on that map. So maybe we get a Bocage game one. Um, if that's the case, I think, you know, if Minnesota's the underdog, like the spread in that might be a, a good play. Um, at this point in the year, Seattle's not playing Cavudu Hardpoint. They're not playing Cavudu Control. They're horrendous at both of those maps. Um, so you're going to get some fast-paced maps. You're going to get some some tight results, probably, with a lot of Seattle matches just because of their willingness to play on Bocage and on Tuscan. Um, Minnesota also likes to play on Tuscan a bit. They're not great at it, but um, if we're playing these fast maps, you know, we could get some some close results with uh, with Hardpoint specifically. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it, this is a tough one. This is one I, I think I'm just more interested to watch, especially as a Rocker fan, right? Like, we win this, that's huge. Um but yeah, unless these lines shift hard one way or the other, I think this is a stay away for me. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. It's just um, one thing I do like is Minnesota map one plus seventeen and a half. Seattle's hard points look really weak recently, so that's fair. I don't, and if I it don't... is Bocage, right? Like those those games are always close. So. Yeah, so I don't I don't hate that. But outside of that, like the game spreads are not particularly great. But yeah, I'm just surprised the model has Seattle or is just so out on Minnesota. Um, that one's a little surprising to me. Um, moving on to Saturday, first map. Wait a minute. I think the schedule might be off here again. Uh, or my schedule could be off. Uh, yeah, Paris, Minnesota is yeah, okay, the first one on Saturday. Yeah. Bodog is saying it's uh, Boston. Oh, no, never mind. I missed that. Okay. Sorry. Paris versus Minnesota. Sorry. I, I saw Minnesota from the match before. So I thought, anyways, Paris, Minnesota. Paris plus two and a half minus what? 65. Minnesota minus two and a half plus 125. Paris on the money line plus 525. Exact same money line spread as the last match. Minnesota minus eleven hundred on the on the money line over three and a half minus one sixty five under three and a half plus one twenty five. Yeah, it's another one again. Great, uh, great matches here. I've got Minnesota's about an eighty one percent favorite, which is similar to the. It's basically the same as the Florida match. This match, I guess, is the same. Apparently, um, I also have Paris favorite in the in the in the control here. Oh, great! They're gonna they're definitely gonna blow one of these then. Um, but I, yeah, it's a, it's a hard, I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I'm sick and tired of betting the minus two and a half because like something like, I like the minus two and a half when they're like plus 300 or plus 400 or something. And you're like, cool, like that can happen. But when we're betting, like when, when you're betting like a plus, like 
when you're betting a plus 125 minus two and a half, it just feels weird. It just feels bad, right? Like, so many things have to happen for a sweep to work, right? Like, they have to win map one, and then map two, and then map three, right? It's not like it's like, okay, like, in a, in a, in a, Minus one and a half, right? They just win by two, right? So by winning three one is actually pretty easy, right? Because it's it lets them trip up. It lets a bad map through. And remember, Paris gets to or well, shouldn't just say Paris. Other the other team gets to pick at least one or two of the other of the first four maps, right? So it it you could definitely beat them on their map, but like it's it's really hard to beat a team three zero on their own map set, right? Like they pick a couple of those maps, right? So I. Uh, I don't know. I I don't hate. I don't know. I I this is another stay away for me. I think the hard point spread here is minus thirty two and a half, which seems a little high. I've got this as two fifty to one seventeen, but Minnesota could definitely cover that against Paris. Um, I kind of like the the Paris plus one and a half and the the control again. It's minus one twenty, an even better price than the than the Florida one. I I I don't know. I uh, I'm at a kind of a loss for this one. What are your thoughts on this one? Do you think, or is this? this I'm assuming this isn't a stay away for you, right? We're, we're we're gonna we're gonna come into the to the games late on 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 Saturday, right? We're not we're not starting at three. We're gonna start at four thirty, right? Yeah, yeah. Both of these Minnesota games are tough for me. Um, yeah, you compare the pricing to this one to the other Paris game against Florida, about the same. Um, and yeah, my odds reflect that. I have Minnesota as a eighty six percent favorite, um, so pretty steep. But like you know, Paris wins like 10% of their matches anyway. So yeah, that's about right. Um, yeah, I'm not loving the minus two and a half with rocker. Uh, their hard point is, you know, a little worrisome. And if Paris, you know, pick that first map, like, yeah, they could squeak out a win in hard point. Maybe they're willing to play Bocage. Like, you know, Paris isn't great at that map, but like in Minnesota is so you would expect Minnesota to win that but Bocage can get weird with how fast paced it is and um just how mixy it can get you know like if Paris gets hot right away in game one like they could put Minnesota in the blender so that's very possible you mentioned like the control with Minnesota is a little concerning right like at least this stage um they've played control three times they have won one of those, I believe. Uh, let me double check that. They lost 3-0 to Optic. Uh, that was the one map they lost. Uh, then they go on to play Florida. They lose 3-2. And then they play London, who I've talked about how bad London are at control right now. Uh, and they beat London in a 3-2. So, like, eh, not super convincing. And Paris has looked better the one thing why I maybe would avoid the Paris plus one and a half in control is I don't think we're getting Gavu to. Um, and, you know, I know the map doesn't matter a ton, but when we're talking about control spreads, right, like Gavudu, it's it's really, really, really hard to win offensive rounds on that map. Minnesota really don't like to play Gavudu control, like a lot of teams. They don't like to play Gavudu control. Um, so more likely we get a Berlin or Tuscan, I think. And if that's the case, offensive rounds are a little easier to come by. And I do think Minnesota is a good enough team where they could come out and, and get their opening attack and, you know, maybe win 3-0 or 3-1 in that fashion. So I don't know. This might be a, just a total avoid on all fronts. Uh, maybe wait for the map set to come out and then see if maybe that, like, game one spread is interesting. But 
from a series level perspective, the money line doesn't interest me on either side. The spread doesn't really interest me on either side. Um, so yeah, I I'll be rooting for rocker as a Minnesota fan. Hopefully they have the win under their belt against Seattle. The one thing you worry about with this kind of match, right, is like maybe it's a letdown if they do beat Seattle, right? You get Paris the next day and it's like, oh, nice. We beat them, you know, easy win. We're in winner's bracket. We can go on a nice run and secure our champ spot. But, you know, just beware because we've seen this match earlier this year. Paris did almost beat Minnesota. Minnesota had to reverse sweep them just to um, keep to keep their record up. So, yeah, I... Uh, don't have a strong lean here, and um, hopefully this is... Well, yeah, this will be the last Paris Legion qualifier match we have to watch this year, so that's good. Um, but yeah, this is a stay away for me, again. <laughs> Progress. Pro- baby, baby steps. Eventually, eventually <laughs> there will be no more Paris Legion matches to watch. Finally, okay, now the match I thought was the next match. It turns out it's, it's now Boston versus Toronto. Boston minus one and a half, plus 155. Ultra plus one and a half minus two oh five. Boston minus one twenty on the money line. Ultra minus one oh eight. Over four and a half plus one forty. Under four and a half minus one eighty five. So I actually I bet this on this line came out on Sunday night. I actually already bet uh, I became out Boston was even even money on, on that. I already bet Boston Breach money line here because I had Boston a slight favorite at fifty one percent. Um it is now the line has flipped. It's completely flipped to Boston now being a somewhat sizable favorite. Um, and also I bet it, I bet, um, I'm not sure. I think I had to bet on the other sports book. Nope. I bet on this one, Boston breach minus eight and a half points in map one hard point minus one fifteen. It is now minus 23 and a half. So I got amazing closing line value there, which means this will lose. So now bet Toronto. No, I mean, here's the thing, right? Like I, I usually, and everybody knows this here, like when you get negative closing line value on, on on these games, it's bad. It's usually pretty bad. Uh, but that being said, it's early week closing line value. So this line keeps moving. But uh, honestly, this is more of a fate of Toronto. Now, I actually, I'm, I'm looking at map two here, and I'm seeing Toronto minus one and a half is even. That I actually, I do like. Toronto is a much better search team than Boston is. But I actually, I, uh, I, I really do like this... Uh, I like this Boston team to win. I think this Toronto, this Toronto team is looking a lot, mu- a lot more like, um, basically, stage two Toronto than they are stage three Toronto. Which means that again, like, what are the hallmarks of it? Bad hard point performances, right? Like, just horrendous hard point performance against London, and then against uh, Phase last week, just getting dominated, get got blown out in the in the control, got blown out in actually not blown. The control was very close. But they got blown out in the in the in in the search and the hard point last week. Bad against London as well. Like it's the same things. And again, against LAG, they they struggled in those hard points too. They barely forced a game five against LAG. Their search is strong, but again, if your whole thing is two three five and like you can win game two, but you can like game three is fifty fifty, that's a problem. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm concerned for this. I'm concerned for this team, Toronto team. But that being said, as I'm doing that, I'm going to bet uh, Toronto minus one and a half is even on, on game two. What are your thoughts here? Are you with me on Boston, or do you think that, uh, or are we on, uh, or do you think that that closing line value is is not a real thing, and that Toronto's going to win this game? 
Yeah, I do actually like Toronto a little bit. I have them favored in this match, um, despite what we've seen this stage. Uh, it's pretty narrow. I have Toronto as a 56% favorite um, over Boston. So a little bit of value on the ultra. Uh, again, a reason why I'm not super concerned with them is like, this is a very winnable match. And, you know, we might, you know, watch this match. Toronto might look good and we go, oh, okay. I'm not so worried about Toronto anymore. Obviously, they win this match. It's not a guarantee they start in winner's bracket. But just the fact that they win this match is, you know, 10 more CDL points, a little bit more cushion on those teams underneath them, and more confidence in them moving forward. So, you know, maybe a sneaky important match for Toronto. Um, Boston, I'm not as concerned with them, right? Their their winner's bracket spot is good. They're in about the same place standings-wise as Toronto. So, Honestly, a very good match, but maybe not super consequential when it comes to, you know, overall standings to make champs. It's obviously huge for Toronto's winner's bracket hopes, but again, I think the cushion is there for them to, you know, be safe for now, even with a loss. So I I, I do lean Toronto a little bit. Um, Yeah, hard point clearly goes to Boston, but Toronto is the better surge team and they're the better control team. Um, think about like uh, map vetoes, how that might go. If Toronto just quit playing the voodoo hardpoint, like they're a decent hardpoint team. The problem is they do tend to play it a decent amount. Um, they played it twelve times this year. Honestly, they've they played most hardpoint maps quite a bit. Like they haven't really auto vetoed anything yet. I do think it's time for them to just toss away Gavudu against anyone. Um, just throw that out the same way they've done with Bocage Surge, right? They've played Bocage Surge and Destroy three times this year. They're one and two on it. I think they just said, screw this. This Bocage Surge is weird. We don't look good on it in scrims. We're not great in league play. Like, just forget it. And they're very good at the other three maps. Um, Control, I think, goes in their favor too, just because Tuscan is their worst map. They're seven and eleven. Boston, Tuscan is their best map. Nine and six. Very clear discrepancy there. Um, so I think we get a Berlin. Maybe we get a Gavudu there, but I think all signs point to Berlin. Toronto has been loving playing Berlin. Um, so I can see that happening. Uh, but yeah, I mean it'll be a close series. I do think it goes to a game five, and I'll take Toronto if that's the case. So Toronto Ultra for me, um, I know this stage hasn't been great to them, but this is a winnable game, and I do think Boston's price is maybe getting a little inflated just based on recent results. Um, right, they come out, they beat LAG last week pretty easily, they lose the search and destroy. Uh, the match before that, they beat Seattle, lose the search and destroy pretty convincingly in both. Um, you know, the week before that, they play LA Thieves get smashed in three maps, get crushed in the search. Um, and then obviously their other win was their you know first match against Optic where they split the search and destroys uh, with that team. So yeah, Boston search, not good. Toronto search, not great as of late, but I just have more faith in them to get it done in that mode. And I do think the vetoes play out just enough in their favor where they could get this win. So slight Slightly into to Toronto. To Toronto, yes. Yeah. 
So, alright. So, moving on to the next match. Thieves versus Mutineers. Thieves minus 1.5, plus 105. Florida plus 1.5, minus 135. Thieves minus 220 on the money line. Florida plus 160, over 4.5, plus 155. Under 4.5, minus 205. God. I... Some of these games, this is just... This is so bad. I... Like it's a pretty important one though. Like it's an important game, but it's just like I mean, I get it's important, but like like I've got Thieves as an eighty six percent favorite. I actually have Thieves as a bigger favorite against Florida than I do what Minnesota against Paris. Yeah, I have a bigger favorite, which seems insane. But that's like I have a I have Thieves as a big favorite here. I've got the minus one and a half. What's the minus two and a half at minus two and a half three forty? Wow, that's actually crazy value. On Thieves minus two and a half. That seems like a really high number. Um, yeah, map one hard point minus twenty five and a half. Thieves could take that. Control minus one and a half. Like my model just straight up loves thieves in this game. Uh, what do you have here? I have this as close to a fifty fifty, uh, which might surprise some people. But I like to think about it like this, right? When we talk about hugely inconsistent teams. These are the two teams that always come up, right? These teams destroy teams or they get destroyed. Like, there's no in-between. So maybe when they match up, this might go to a Game 5 Round 11. I'm not going to predict that. But I do lean Florida just because the prices are so drastically in favor of Thieves. Um, It's just, oh, this Florida roster, I'm not convinced that it's the right move, um, right? They beat Minnesota. They look good in that series, but otherwise it's it's looked a little disjointed. If Thieves are in the middle of their hot streak and they're maintaining it, like, this could get ugly. I don't mind if you want it, like, if you like Thieves, you know, skip the minus one and a half, go straight to the minus two and a half. Or if you just want to root for a really fast series, you could take the under three and a half maps at plus 240. That's nothing, like, I'm never really taking over under map counts, but, I don't know, for this series, it might make some sense. Because, um, yeah, I don't know, these teams are, are hard to predict week in and week out. Thieves are hotter, obviously, but, um, I don't know, I, I don't want to just stand here and be like, well, yeah, Thieves have been hotter, they look better than Mutineers right now, and that will stay, because, as we've seen all year, Hot teams get cold, cold teams get hot, and especially with these teams, they go really hot or really cold. So I don't mind if you want to say it's going to be a really fast series, get it wrapped up, plus 240, that's not bad. Um, but if you are convinced that like it'll be a fast series and it'll be Thieves, yeah, I, I don't mind just jumping to the minus 2.5 rather than the minus 1.5. So that's all i got to say about this one, because this one, we don't see it a lot. I, this might be like the second time we've seen this match all year but um i don't know i'm just trying to think of other times they've matched up this year and i can't think of many so i don't know it'll be interesting and it is pretty consequential just in terms of seeding right la thieves sit at the seven spot florida in the 10 spot if florida can get this win and pair it with a paris victory like they're making up some ground and they're they're uh they're marching towards that champs but um yeah tough one to call for sure yeah, it is um it's an interesting one. I I definitely lean thieves and again, you can just start playing this 
basically up and down the board, right? You can be like, you can bet like every spread. You can bet the three O. That plus three forty though, that seems really high. It's on bet three six five. It's it's only down to three hundred. So that's not a horrible place place to bet that. I think this D's team is like good but not great, if that makes sense. And like, I just don't. There's there's no like, I think this Florida team is not. They made the wrong choice. I think they needed to move on from Vivid and possibly Dave Patty, but I think they made the complete wrong decisions as to who to who to move to to make that choice. And I think I suspect that's going to come back to bite them in the future. But um, there's no way to know that right now. I think uh, it, I mean it'll 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 hurt. They'll know in a couple weeks, basically. But like I I just I don't have faith in this team. I think this team is has going to have some problems. And just not be a particularly strong team, but again, this team will be blown up by the, at the end of the year, anyways. Like even if they were to make champs, which I think is unlikely, but even if they were, you're looking at like what two like say it's double M, right? So two o two out, maybe one. Yeah, you probably like, have to play phase and then lose, and then yeah, it it could very well be a quick exit for them. But, yeah. So yeah, we'll but, see. Yeah, so moving on to the next match here. This is the uh, primetime Saturday night game. This is really interesting to me because I actually, I'm really interested in this game, intrigued by this game, and especially this price. Seattle Seattle versus FaZe. Seattle plus 1.5, minus 200. FaZe minus 1.5, plus 150, which is a really nice price, actually. Seattle plus 123 on the money line. FaZe minus 168 on the money line. Over four and a half plus one forty five, under four and a half minus one ninety. I like, I love phase. And my model loves phase in this game. I actually really do like Dang. phase in this game too. I don't understand why this is. I feel like this is so close because a lot of people keep betting surge against phase. Like they have this reputation as phase killers, and I think that's the only reason. But the thing is, again, this is what the concern, right? Because like phase, phase Ravens is close too, right? Like there's three mat, like three lines that I don't completely understand. It's the first one, obviously, phase Ravens. Seattle phase, and then the last one being the next one we'll talk about, which is Gorillas Ravens. They're all weird to me, and I feel like I'm on Seattle. I'm on phase all over this one. Honestly, I think I think phase is just a better team, and I think they're a lot better for team. And I think although Surge has beaten them a couple times, like plus one twenty five is not enough. And I think that that minus one and a half or plus one fifty because phase did beat Seattle. They actually did carry the mine. They they covered the minus one and a half on them in major two. Right, obviously, major three they lost to them twice, but they were on that surge team was on a hot streak. Like I, the surge team has suddenly gotten a lot cold after they after they decided to just destroy Paris, they've now gone ice cold because then they lost to, um, they lost to um, subliners and they lost to Boston, and yeah. now again those teams could be better, but I. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of of this surge team right now. I think I think this team has some problems and I think uh, I think this is going to be a good a good opportunity for them to be exposed for that. What are your thoughts on this? You're are you with me on phase on this? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh one way I like to think about this is right if you just are taking phase this weekend, right? You take a minus one and a half versus London. That's plus 125. You take a minus one and a half against Seattle. That's plus 150. If they just win one of those in three or four games, right, you're ahead. That's that's good. And phase tend to win matches. And a lot of times they do it in relatively quick fashion. I get that Seattle and London 
are, you know, better than average teams. Seattle struggling a little bit, but we have seen what they are capable, you know, of doing. They've beaten FaZe the last couple times they've run into them, and I think that's carrying this number for Seattle, right? It's like we saw them dominate FaZe in the grand final. We saw them beat them in the winner's final before that. And, you know, Atlanta just lost to LAG, right? They don't look completely unbeatable right now like they sometimes do. But even still, it's like the plus 125 is like, a, you know, you think there's like a 45% chance that they could win this game, and I'm I'm not buying that at all. Um, so, yeah, the phase minus one and a half makes some sense. Um, I have them winning in uh, four maps or less about 47% of the time. So I do think it is more likely that Seattle, you know, win or at least push that game five than it is FaZe win quick, but the plus 150 makes up for that. So, um, so yeah, I lean FaZe here, uh, and yeah, I am pretty surprised that the, the numbers are this short. I I think I'd take it now, um, just because we like London, or we like FaZe versus London in that initial game, um, like the first game of the weekend. Seattle, Minnesota, we're not quite sure on, so... You know, if Seattle does trip up again, this phase number could balloon out to, you know, maybe minus 200. At that point, I'm not really interested in it at that time. So I think if you're going to take it, you take it now, you pair it with phase against London, and you root for phase this weekend. Um, One other way to play it, right, like before this stage even started, the Futures had Seattle as the favorite to win Major 4, which we both kind of knew was a dumb idea. Um, so hopefully you took Atlanta at that time um, because it's pretty clear now that, you know, phase very much, I don't want to say a lock for winner's bracket, but very good odds they make. Winner's bracket, Seattle, not so much, right? Like they are in real trouble here having only one win under their belt with two to play, uh, including a tough one against phase. So phase here uh, and phase against London. So, yeah. Easy peasy. <laughs> yeah, I, that minus one and a half, it's, that's really hard to, to look away from and, and turn down there. Um, moving on, moving on to Sunday, last three games, LAG versus Ravens. And again, this line is really perplexing to me. It's moved a little bit. Um, LAG plus one and a half, minus 120. Ravens minus one and a half, minus 110. LAG plus 165 on the money line. Ravens only minus 225. This actually opened around minus 180 or so. Over four and a half plus one sixty, under four and a half minus two ten. What? Why is this game close? What am I missing here? See, I think the I think the lines, the book lines, are doing weird things because it's like LAG beat Phase, and then LA like LAG beat Phase, and then Ravens have beaten some teams, but like the teams they've beaten are like on composite bad. So like, okay, cool, they beat like sure they like Ravens beat Minnesota and they beat Toronto, but both of those teams are kind of bad. So in that case, then who have they actually beaten? And, and I think the, the, the answer to that is, um, functionally at this point, no one, I think they also beat who did London and beast played someone else last week. Uh, I think it was Minnesota. No, they played Minnesota, Toronto, and who's the third team. I think it was like a basement dwelling team. Florida, Florida, Florida. Yeah, yeah, they beat Florida. So, so no, I'm. Uh, 
I think it's just because of that, because the thing is, it's the, the, the books are saying, okay, well, London's beaten some bad teams, so they're not that good. But then I think also because LAG beat FaZe, and FaZe's price can't get too high and out of control. So, I mean, it's unfortunate we can't actually bet a future this weekend, because I, I don't have any um, outrights on any books right now, which is unfortunate, because if it did, I'd be, I'd be betting on FaZe to win the tournament. Um but no, it's yeah. I love I love Ravens here. I got down on them already on the on the money line and the minus one and a half. Um, I think that's great value. Spreads are a bit steep. Minus thirty three and a half in the hard point. That's a little steep. Minus one and a half in the in the in the um, in the search is iffy. Oh, over nine and a half is not bad for the for the search. I, I've got Ravens as a. Um, actually, I have this about I have this about even, but I did bet this already though, so maybe I'm I'm too aggressive. But my model has this as about even, which I was kind of surprised at. But what are your thoughts on this? Do you like what is this LAG team? I I can't figure out if this is a good team or a bad team or what this LAG team is. You you tell me. Yeah, uh, mediocre at best, I would say, but that doesn't mean they can't make this series scrappy and or win it i don't want to say they're gonna win it um but yeah my model actually does really like lag a little bit here um i do think the numbers are a little skewed uh i have london as a 54 percent favorite so very very close you know if you consider that you know london's got the roster they started with this year like if you only are looking at london from like uh stage one, stage four perspective, then London are like a top three or four team in the league. Um, and if you take LAG's stage two or just major two out of their season, right, LAG looks like a bottom three team. Um, you, but you just add up the entirety of their seasons and you get, I don't know, like what could be an interesting match. I do have LAG as a better search team. I think it's pretty close. But I just talked about London, how they're just squeaking by in a lot of these search and destroys. If LAG can beat them in that mode, there's, you know, there's the game two win. Control for London obviously has been rough. Uh, LAG is also horrible at that game mode. So somebody's got to win it, but that'll be close. And then we talked about London. They're at least consistently good at hard points. So London to win this series, right? It's probably got to be win both hard points. And then, again, maybe weasel a search and destroy, maybe get a control win. It's got to be something like that. LAG's path has to be probably 2-3-5. But I think it's pretty possible. I don't know if I have the guts to take LAG. This is their last match of uh, this stage. They're 1-3 so far. Um, So they're looking at a loser's bracket start, Uh, especially if they don't win this, then they will start down there. But could they get this? I, I think they might. Um, the one thing is, like, if you're like me and you think there's maybe a little value on LAG, you would have to take it now because we already mentioned the phase London game to start the weekend. Like, if that goes in phase's favor, the price on London falls from, you know, minus 225 to minus 200, maybe a little less, because uh, we won't have a, an LAG game to... Uh, watch before this one so that's where i lean i lean lag um i honestly i don't know man i i think i'd take the plus one and a half before i take the money line and you know just hope that they can win that game two search 
and then maybe when they're on hard point and or you know take out the control um just force that round five maybe go to gavudu uh, like lag is bad at every map but gavudu is their best one london it's their best map too so like if it's a close gavudu it might just come down to who gets that defense in round five if it's LAG. I know it's a lot of ifs, but like I'm just trying to make the case here for a, a pretty steep underdog. So that's kind of how it goes for LAG. I know it's hard to take them now because they're ice cold. London's won their last three. I get all that, but like I don't know. I Maybe a slight fade on London this week after a, a pretty hot start to their stage. So that's all I'll say. I don't think I have the guts to take it, but I lean Gorillas. Yeah, that's that's a good point, honestly. I I tend to agree. I think the model agrees, but I don't know. I just I think this is really gonna depend on what on what LEG to um what London does against FaZe, right? Because again, d- due to the way the games have played out, everybody London's played has like immediately died. So we don't actually know and again LEG did beat FaZe, so we have no idea like how good any of these teams actually are. So this is one of the ones where I'd maybe wait a little bit and bet LAG because like this line is already moved from I think it was like minus one eighty down to minus two twenty five. It could get up to be. I mean, you could definitely see LAG at plus two hundred, maybe even getting a plus a hundred on the plus one and a half. But at the same time, though, like I just I don't trust this LAG team. Like I know they beat Phase and I know they almost beat Ultra, but at the same point in time, like this team just got blown out by um, who they almost get blown out by. LAG? Yeah, didn't they get blown out by someone? Uh, oh, New York, I think. I mean, they they lost to Boston pretty handily. They, yeah, they lost to New York pretty handily. Uh, and Toronto reverse swept them. So, yeah. And then the, the Atlanta series. Yeah, you know, it was there, but... New York and Boston. But those were three ones, though. I don't know. I'll think about it. It might be a game time decision for me. But yeah, I think... I don't know. I just I have London bets. I can pull them though. We'll have to see. But maybe maybe I might find myself pulling them and, and like it is a bit of a like I have this fifty fifty right. The value play is on LAG. I mean, again, the problem though is if London were to beat Phase, if London were to beat Phase, they wouldn't care about this game. But if London if London lost to Phase, and they'd probably need this game to secure higher seating, right? So it's uh, it's iffy. I don't know the be- I don't know the best way to to, to cycle that, but. Anyways, moving on to the last two games of the weekend. This is another interesting one. Optic versus Ultra. Optic minus one and a half, minus one ten. Ultra plus one and a half, minus one twenty. Optic minus two hundred on the money line. Ultra plus one fifty. Over four and a half, min- uh, plus one seventy. Under four and a half, minus two twenty five. I, I love Optic here. Honestly, I've got Optic's a seventy percent chance to win this game. Um, I already have Optic. Hard point spread on this. I think I got it. I bet there's six five for minus. I think it was like open at like minus twenty two and a half. It's already up to minus twenty nine and a half. Um, I love a lot of the lines on, on this game. Honestly, I think I think this is a really good spot for Optic. This is this is their last chance, right? They're one and three now. This is their chance to get into the into the into the winners bracket here. Ultra need like they need this game too, but. My model really likes Optic here. And to be fair, I think to Optic, yes, okay, they're one and three, but those three losses have come to half decent teams, right? Okay. Yes, they lost well they they want they beat Paris cool. 
they lost to um, they lost to New York, who's actually a pretty good team, the best team that might miss champs. They lost to Boston, who the model is saying is they're getting their Boston is improving, and then they lost to what's some subliners Minnesota. Yes, they lost to Minnesota week one. Yeah, yeah. But again, that was with that was with Prolute Ilias come back now. Illy came back and they they basically stomped Paris, but then they lost to Subliners. Um, so it's it's interesting. I'm not completely uh, I'm not completely sold on this. I'm not completely sold on this object team. I think they're not a bad team, but I think at the same point in time, I think if you're sitting here betting on Ultra in this game. I would not be betting on Ultra in this game. I think I think Optic is is the right play here. What are your thoughts on on this game? Yeah, um, I do lean Optic. I don't love it. I think these prices are about right. But yeah, like just taking a look at Optic's results this stage, they're one in three, which is not good. They're they're looking at you know very likely starting in losers bracket. And honestly, this match could be for winners bracket, losers bracket. The way these teams are playing right now. Um, and just how their records line up. So yeah, Optic, first match of the stage, get reverse swept by Boston. Um, granted, Optic squeak past in Game 1 and Game 2, and then Boston kind of took them out pretty easily in 3, 4, 5. But that was with the old Optic roster with Pro Loot. Um, then they get Minnesota. They lose to that. Again, a pretty close series, even though it was a 3-1, right? Optic lose the round 11 search. Uh, they take care of business and they control win at 3-0. And then they lose by 14 points to Minnesota on Berlin, which they have a habit of doing this year, losing very close uh, Berlin hard points to Minnesota. So a closer series there too. Um, they took care of business against Paris. You would have liked that to be a 3-0, but it was a 3-1, very convincing win in their uh, in their three map wins. Yeah, but I, I mean, last week's match against New York is a little concerning, right? Their search and destroy looked great, but outside of that, man, New York looked so much better than Optic, and that's with this, you know, illy lineup with Optic. So I get that New York's hot, but like, if you're Optic, you'd like to compete a little more in that game mode. Um, however, yeah, Toronto again, a team that is not super exciting at the moment, right? Like. Their only win was a reverse sweep against LAG. They lose to London pretty easily. They get swept by Atlanta, who they just always lose to. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just based on, like, what these rosters have done this year, this Optic roster with Illy won a major. They were they went super hot to end Stage 1, went on to win the major, and then, you know... So so results since then, and then obviously the pro loot roster has been okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like Optic is close to being a two and two team, but they're a one and three team. Um, you're kind of still buying low on them at that point. I know it is minus two hundred on the money line, but like, um, I don't know. I I do think it, it could be a buy low situation. I think I might pass on this unless the spreads move significantly based on both of these teams uh, earlier matches, or I guess in the case of optic, they don't play anyone before this. At least I don't think they do. Uh, no, it's just, just Toronto this week for them. So 
you know, we'll see how Toronto does in their first match. Maybe that moves the spreads a little bit here or there. If it does, there might be a play. But um, but yeah, for now, maybe see if you can find any interesting map spreads. Um, or yeah, or if you just want to, you know, take Optic, buy the bounce back. I don't mind it. So I'll lean with you on Optic, but uh, I don't know. I'm I'm still a little worried about them. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see, right? Because I think Optic could go on a potentially deeper tournament run, but we're going to have to see how they uh, how they do in this game and, and how they do it. That being said, though, next week when we get Futures, though, like, watch out. You could be sitting on, like, Optic could be at, like, 5, 6 to 1, depending. Because they would be lower, like, if they're 2 and 3, right? Like, they don't have a great seed if they're playing someone like FaZe or Subliners Round 1 or something. They could have a lower, like we'll have to see what the numbers say. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be intrigued to see what the numbers actually say for for optics. So we'll have to, we'll have to see what what they say next week. But that's an intriguing betting possibility. But I, I kind of think they're getting back to form. I just think, I think New York is actually just a good team. I think they got a bit unlucky with Pro Loot Week One. Subliners is actually a good team, and then now they're kind of their record won't show it, but they're actually a contender for Major Four. Last match of the weekend here. Thieves versus Subliners. Thieves plus one and a half, minus one fifteen. Subliners minus one and a half, minus one fifteen. Thieves plus one seventy five on the money line. Subliners minus two thirty. Over four and a half, plus one sixty five. Under four and a half, minus two twenty. I've got Subliners about an eighty percent favorite to win this game, which is about it's a, it's a bit higher than the the line, money line itself, but. Um, I don't hate the. I got the minus one and a half. I actually have the minus one and a half price at about even money, which is, I mean, it's minus one fifteen, so that's functionally what it is. Um, one thing I will say is that the map one hard point spread is thieves plus thirty. So like you're giving me thieves thirty points in a hard point. That seems a bit extreme. That honestly to me is a bit nuts. I must say, that seems like a definite overreaction. I'd have to say. So I don't hate that at all. I don't hate betting Thieves plus 30 and a half in the hard point and, and going from there. I think the subliners team is good at hard point, but I don't think they're 30-point favorites against Thieves better in the hard point. What are your thoughts on it? Are you with me on... Like, I think you could pick... You could pick. It, I think the subliners are the better team, but I think you could pick and choose your value place here. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I have this as close to a 50-50. Um, so I do see value in the Thieves here. And yeah, like you mentioned with that hard point spread, that could be really intriguing. I do think they're going to play on some maps where blowout potential exists. Granted, I do think both of these teams are pretty evenly matched when it comes to hard point. But if it's not Bocage, if it's not Tuscan, which it, it could be Tuscan, I guess, but like we might be playing Berlin and just due to, you know, how the money hills lay out in that game, like. Berlin is a map that ends, you know, 250 to 180 a lot. Uh, so that spread may not come into focus. What I will say is, if the game one is Berlin hardpoint, and if we know that Thieves are starting on the good side, where you can just, like, get into P1 right away, like, how many times have we seen this year where team with a good spawn gets into P1 on Berlin and they, after one hill, are up, like, 50 points on the other team. Like, that's basically the spread you're working with. So, let's just walk through, like, that example of, like, okay, it's a game one on Berlin. Thieves start on the good side. 
and they walk away from Hill 1 with a 40-point lead, let's say, which maybe that's a bit steep, but, like, that happens on that hill. Now your <laughs> thieves' right to to cover is at plus, you know, 70 or something like that. Like, I don't want to say that's a lock to win because we see crazy comebacks on that map too, but, like, that's a really good start and just something that makes a lot of sense intuitively. So I would look out for Berlin, see if it's Berlin, and see if you can work out, like, which side Thieves start on. If it's their map pick, then they won't start on good side. But if it's Subliner's map pick, then Thieves should start on the good side. So that intrigues me. Um, otherwise, these teams are pretty close in search. They're both pretty bad at it. Um, and I both I have both these teams as kind of middle-of-the-road control teams. Um, New York, 500 or better on every control map. Uh, Thieves, bad at Tuscan, good at the other two. So if Thieves kind of, you know, auto-veto Tuscan, I do think they could have a slight advantage in control. But um, I don't know. I, I think it could come down to search at the end of the day. Both teams not great at it. We need to see search improvements from somebody. Like, neither of these teams are going to win champs if their search and destroy looks how it has basically all year. And even this new New York roster, like, the search has not been great for them. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of think whoever shows up in that game mode will win. It's tough to say who that's going to be. Um, but, yeah, I think this could be a closer series than what a lot of people think. And if you're like me and that first New York game, or I'm sorry, this is it for them, isn't it? Um, that first Thieves game, excuse me, against Florida, right? If we expect Thieves to win and perhaps win very quickly, you know, their their line in this game could move down quite a bit. So if you're going to take Thieves, I think maybe take them now. Um, and if you like New York, uh, like it sounds like you might, Robert, I'd maybe wait on it just because of what we could see in that Thieves-Mutineers match from Saturday. So that's where I lean with it. But I this is a good one to end on because New York, again, right, they need all the points they can get. And Thieves are a team that, like, they really need to gain ground on, which they've played a lot of matches, but, you know, a lot of the teams they're beating are way up in the standings. Optic, they beat. Seattle, they beat. Like, this would be a, a really big win for them for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think it's 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 in a very interesting match to end on. Honestly, I think it's probably one of the more intriguing matchups of the week. That doesn't have anything. Well, it does kind of have things to do for champs, but at the same time, it doesn't because subliners are like subliners need to make champs, but thieves are definitely they don't need to make champs, and and thieves are like, well. Thieves are they're make they're like both these teams are in the winners bracket. Both these teams are going to be jostling for standing. Thieves need the points. Subliners also need the points. So it is a more in, it's one of the more interesting matchups. But um, but yeah, I do actually I think this is a very int- intriguing matchup. Honestly, so we'll um, we'll have to see. But yeah, I mean betting on subliners later. I don't know. I mean it's fifty fifty. I can um, I could see like. Thieves line map one plus one eighty five. That's not horrible. The plus thirty and a half. So there's different. You could find. You could pick and choose your value pieces there. I think. Uh, I think there's some options there in terms of value. But yeah, that is it, guys. That is the last ten 
matchups for um, that is the last ten qualifying matchups for Call of Duty Vanguard. Next week, obviously, we're going to be back for the major. We're going to have futures bets for that. We're going to talk about the matchups, stuff like that going forward. Obviously, what all that all the implications, the champs implications on that. Then, obviously, um, then after that, then um, we're in champs. It's it's champs time. Then, then we're going to be basically only. Um, I think champs is July. Uh, let me August, just, I think. It's, yeah, it's August. It's August um, like August 4th, weekend, right? August 4th through 7th. So it's not even that long away, honestly. It's basically two weeks after Champs. So, like, yeah, it's um, – Champs is coming up soon. Vanguard is almost over. We can just we, – we're starting – we can start counting down the Tuscan controls remaining. Um, or, like, the theoretical Tuscan controls. We're like, we're close. We're close, guys. <laughs> we're, we're close. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting and champs is, is very close. I mean, we're basically, so we're recording this on Tuesday night, obviously on Thursday of this week, which is only two days away. We will only be four weeks away. Actually one, two, three, four. Yeah. Basically on Thursday, we're only four weeks away from champs Thursday. Like that's how close we are. We got two weeks of COD left. Then basically, actually it's two weeks, it's two weeks off and then we're back into COD again. And then also we're into the NFL preseason. So lots of lots of COD to play left. Still a couple solid weeks of COD, 10 matches this week. Um, I think the standard weekend, I think a weekend on basically a championship weekend is 10, 14, uh, 18 matches on a championship weekend. And then COD champs will be, um, it'll be a, a series of matches as well. You're looking at four... 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Another 14 matchups on Champs Weekend. So yeah, a lot of games, a lot of games left, but we're we're getting close. Uh, we are getting a lot closer to uh, to the end of the season here and, and Modern Warfare 2. So with that, I'll leave it uh, there. Uh, Ryan, anything else you want to point out here quickly? What are you looking forward to this weekend? What, what matchups in particular? I'm rooting for Rocker. Um, that first match versus Seattle is huge for them, right? If they can get that, hopefully get the Paris win the next day. They're looking a lot better for champs. Um, and otherwise, yeah, like the uh, that LA Thieves New York game to end it should be interesting. Uh, can Texas re or Optic? I should say can Optic rebound um, from their recent struggles? There's there's a lot of storylines going into this last week and um yeah, I'm excited. The majors obviously going to be crazy. Um the seeds are going to be way out of whack. Um and yeah, we're we're going to find out who's in and who's out. So, uh yeah, very dramatic end of the season which I'm excited for, but at the same time excited that Vanguard is, you know, quickly coming to an end. So, <laughs> yes. Obviously, uh the least amount of Vanguard games is, is always better. And I think, I mean, obviously in the off season, they have throwback tournaments would not be surprised if we never see a van. I don't I think we're going to see a Vanguard throwback tournament. We're going to see black ops four. Obviously we might even see cold war tournaments. Uh, but we are definitely not seeing a Vanguard throwback. Uh, well with that, um, thank you everybody for tuning in again. Only two more episodes of this podcast for this season. Obviously, we might do something um, in the postseason talking about roster moves um, and some stuff like that. We'll have to see. But, uh, yeah, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Only two more episodes for us. And then, uh, yeah, the new year. All right. See you guys. See you next week. Thank you, everybody.